Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome back to WineSmart. Today we're going to address one of the other AVAs inside Willamette Valley, Yamhill Carlton AVA. It's a south-facing, horseshoe-shaped series of hills showing the prime example of the non-volcanic soils of Willamette Valley, Willikensee Soil Series. Yamhill Carlton AVA sweeps around the towns of Yamhill and Carlton, with Yamhill in the northern closed end of the horseshoe and Carlton further in the south. The North Yamhill River flows through the Missoula flood-enriched valley between these hills where nut trees and food crops dominate, a lot of wheat and grains and things like that. And that's very typical for Oregon. When you look at the flats and the valleys, that's where the food crops are grown. It has a bit of a European feel in that regard. And then up on the hillside, you find the grapes. The south end of the valley opens up to McMinnville. So Yamhill, the town of Yamhill, is about 40 miles, that's 64 kilometers, southwest of Portland. And 12 miles, 19 kilometers, west of Newburgh. Carlton is only 3.5 miles south, that's 5.6 kilometers, of Yamhill and seven miles north, 11.3 kilometers, of McMinnville. So that gives you sort of the geographic orientation of where this is. These hills are tucked up against the um, eastern side of the coastal range, and that's a big factor in their weather pattern, as well as the origin of the soils. These hills are a degraded part of that coastal range uplift that happened from the seabed floor up to form dry land, which created the Willamette Valley between the Coastal Range and the Cascade Range. The difference being that the Cascade Range was partly formed through volcanic activity, and the Coastal Range is purely uplift material. And, and what it was, the seabed floor was made of sandstone and shale. So as that mountain was pushed up out of the sea, you get predominantly a bedrock of sandstone and shale throughout this area, and it is some of the oldest of the geology around Willamette Valley. These sandy loam soils are nutrient poor and well-drained, and on average they're more shallow than their neighboring volcanic origin soils, which means that sometimes irrigation is more necessary. Much later, after this uplift, after the Willamette Valley is formed between these two mountain ranges and degradation starts to happen of what will become Yamhill-Carlton, the Missoula floods happen. Now that happened way up at the northern end of, of Columbia Valley and into uh, Montana, but that flood was so severe it washed across what is now the Columbia River, filled up Willamette Valley, and deposited silt. And that silt is what's wonderful about the farmland of Willamette Valley, where the nut trees and grains are grown. But you don't want to grow grapes there. It's a little too nutrient-rich for this part of the world. So that flood ended, on average, at about 200 feet above sea level. Because of the Missoula flood level, the AVA begins at 200 feet, that's 61 meters above sea level. And then the hills themselves peak out at about 1,000 feet above sea level, 305 meters. All of the vineyards in existence right now are below the 1,000 feet. Uh, 800 to 900 feet is the maximum that's you know, in that 244 meters range uh, because above that it becomes very difficult to ripen due to more wind and more cool air. 
That said, being in the hills is a huge benefit because it allows several wonderful things to happen. The first one is that frost risk is more minimized in the hills because the cold air sinks out of them into the flatlands of the valley. And so that increase in altitude makes a big difference there. And then there's a diversity in the hillsides of aspect. Even though most of them face south, they can get a little bit different exposure to sunlight by which side of the hill they plant on. And uh, there's even talk now with the uncertainty of climate of looking at some north-facing hillsides. But right now it's really all about south. The coastal range is a great protective barrier for Yamhill Carlton because it rises to about 3,500 feet of elevation and blocks most of the inclement weather that's coming from the west. Uh, rain still comes into this area, but it's um, tempered. It's not a direct oceanic flow this way. Uh, to the east, you have Dundee Hills, which uh, helped protect from that direction. To the north, you have Chilhalem Mountains, which uh, block any heavy north cold winds from being uh, an influence. And then to the south, you have Eola Amity Hills tempering how much of the Van Duzer Corridor wind flow comes into Yamhill Carlton. Some does, and that helps, but it's not nearly as severe as when you're in Eola Amity Hills. That means that Yamhill Carlton is a little less diurnal shift, perhaps, than Eola Amity, definitely less wind flow, which affects the thickness of the skins of the grapes, etc and just a little bit more even-tempered, I guess would be a good way to put it. The size and scope of the AVA, according to the Yamhill Carlton AVA Association, is 52 wineries, 110 vineyards, 2,500 acres, or 1,012 hectare. It was first planted by the Campbell family of Elk Cove back in 1974, and I don't think they realized at the time, but they're very proud of what's happened since then, is that they started a movement that would pave the way for great wine to emerge from this particular section of the Lamette Valley. Oregon is Oregon, and Burgundy is Burgundy, but there are enough similarities that there's a reason to talk about them here, especially when we talk about Pinot Noir. On average, Yamhill Carlton gets about 2,300 growing degree days, which puts them squarely in Region 1 on the Winkler scale. Burgundy is also squarely in the Region 1 on the Winkler scale. Burgundy has more cloud cover and rain in the summer. Yamhill Carlton tends to be clear skies and more dry in the summertime. Burgundy has a more compressed season, though, with later bud break and slightly earlier harvest than average in Willamette Valley. And because of the Van Duzer Corridor, because of some elevation changes, because of uh, cooler Pacific air being nearby, the diurnal shift is much larger in Yamhill Carlton than what you would see in Burgundy during the growing season. Because those extremes are further apart, it extends the growing season. So even though Yamhill Carlton has bud break earlier, that diurnal shift throughout the season means that they're still going to harvest later than Burgundy. Biggest threat in Burgundy, year in, year out, other than frost, is hail. But Willamette Valley rarely, if ever, sees hail anywhere in the valley. They both see enough rain to be dry farmed, but the biggest difference is when the rain falls. In Yamhill Carlton, it falls mostly in the winter and fall. And 
but in Burgundy it falls throughout the summer. So there's more disease pressure in Burgundy, a little bit more rot potential, although uh, Yamhill Carlton still sees uh, a fair amount of pressure from downy mildew and the like. Anywhere you go, winemaking plays a big part in what you feel like you're interpreting from the region, and that's certainly the same here in Yamhill Carlton, but there are some basic expectations that we can kind of walk into and say, okay, wine should be sort of like this. When it comes to Pinot Noir, wines from this area, because of the sandy loam soils um, and because of the slightly more protected nature of Yamhill Carlton compared to something more exposed like Eola Amity, they have more color on average than a volcanic soil Pinot Noir, and they have darker fruits, uh, tending towards more black cherry. They don't leave the raspberry and freshness behind, but the overall impression of the fruit is darker, moving towards some black fruits. Yamhill Carlton also tends to be more powerful with a little bit higher alcohol by volume potential than the Jory and Nakaya soils that the neighbors enjoy. When we talk about Chardonnay from Yamhill Carlton, which we definitely should, uh, it's emerging in a similar way in this appellation as Willamette Valley as a whole, and that is this um, leaner modernity uh, with less oak influence, less or no malolactic transformation depending on the winery, a fresh vibrant fruit range from lemon to pear to pineapple. In general, just less weight and more refreshment is what you should expect in general from Willamette Valley across the board. I hope this inspires you to go out and find a bottle of Yamhill Carlton wine. There are some links to producers that we like to talk about in the show notes. Until next time.